So I remember that my dad, we, we didn't have the, the, the money to, to pay a team and to say, okay, we, we pay a team on the Spanish championship and you have the opportunity. No, I had to, to build that uh, skills and that talent from zero, no? And if, was, if I was able to win in one championship, then the, the other championship see you and one team can say, okay, try here. And if you win, you have the chance to go up to another category. So I didn't have the... Mm, that's why I was taking it too serious from too young. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't have the opportunity to, to go to one team and pay. So I had to win in every, in, in every championship. So wow. that, was, that was quite um, difficult for a, for a young uh, guy. Welcome to the MotoGP podcast, Last on the Brakes. Hopefully you know the name by now. I'm from Wild and with me is Matt Dunn to bring you some of the most in-depth chats we could muster with the biggest and best in the paddock. And we do have a very big name today, certainly. Yes, the world champion himself, Joanne Mir. How exciting is that? What we got coming up on today's show, though? Well, we have plenty. I think it was an interesting one because he's one of the people we've not spoken to yet. So we went right back to basics, started off like, how did he start riding? And then is obviously his journey to the MotoGP World Championship. Which um, I've got to say, that first sort of going, throwing back right to the start, I'm not always quite so sure about it, but with him, I'm really glad we did because yeah. he really started to understand how he got to be as good as he is, basically. Yeah, exactly. Really interesting chat, I think, about how he got to where he is. Uh, definitely a lot of graft, everything on the line every year really good chat i think and uh that does beg the question of the week yes joanne mir is he well he is for certain i <laughs> would say part of the new generation who back in the day we would have referred to as the aliens but we want to know from you guys which other riders currently on the grid are part of that new generation that are faster than ever sort of thing you know i mean let's not get into a debate about who is the best ever blah 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 no 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 who are now the aliens of 2021 but let's not call them that it's not fair you know yeah no this is the point i think mainly like yep obviously the aliens back in the day you can kind of understand how they ended up getting that moniker but nowadays there are so many fast faces on the motor gp grid and um, like we just announced the renewal with michelin and for that i did check some of those stats of the closest top 15s and top 10s they just keep coming yeah it's really quite a task now to even get a top six in a motor gp race you have to be sometimes just like two three seconds off the win yeah so exactly. really crazy competition nowadays an amazing golden era but who for you are your standout riders that really take that level up a notch that is what we want to know but for now we'll hand it over to ourselves and drive Mir. this is a really insightful conversation i didn't expect him to really go as sort of reflective as he actually did to be honest uh, but well worth it so enjoy and we'll speak to you after the show well, Joanne Mir, world champion, married man. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two headlines. Yeah. Sorry. Looks old, no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, we, we were saying this before, actually, obviously we started 100 races, but you're still very young. So normally that statistics means, oh, I'm getting old, but you still feel young, even though... Yeah, well, yeah? I, yeah I'm, I'm 20, 24 now. Good, yeah, good. exactly. 
Uh, I, I still I feel young. Yeah. 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 It's, it's normal, I think, no? <laughs> but all my friends who are 24, 25, they're now like, oh, I'm getting old, or someone's got a grey hair. And <laughs> no, they go, oh, no, I'm not my guys. The 27. Yeah. At the moment, Pass. the hair is, is okay. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Can't see any. <laughs> um, so, as we said, this is more like informal chat. So, since it's the first time we're talking to you, we wanted to rewind all the way back. How does BB Juan Mir first ride a motorcycle? How did you first get into it? I, I didn't remember so well. Uh, <laughs> it, I had probably five years old. Uh, it was yeah in, um, in 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 Spanish we say hipódromo. It's when the the horses uh, go to in the oval of the horses. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The and uh, and it wasn't any horse there. And <laughs> it was my, my my godfather and my father uh, bought me a, a small bike. Uh, and uh, and I remember the first flashes was in the in the on that place. Yeah, yeah. nice, cool. nice. Do your dad does your dad tell you any stories of you crashed after one corner? You were really good or anything like this? <laughs> yeah, I remember that I, I didn't had any helmet and my dad gave me his one. <laughs> and it was and I wasn't able to see nice, in nice. the picture. You see that uh, <laughs> is moving a lot. Awesome, awesome. I think when uh, we ask people this a lot of the fans and sometimes ourselves imagine the first time a now MotoGP world champion steps on a bike it's like a whoa like they yeah. feel it inside of them but I don't think that's true it's just it's not destiny it's just I'm riding a bike it's okay when you're young yeah um, normally um, there's some child that uh, the 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 father uh, said to or, or the mother said to him, okay, here there's a motorbike and so try. Yeah, In my case, was completely the opposite. Uh, I when I saw a bike, I was like, I want to try, I want to try. Yeah. So and then. Uh, my dad uh, must do something, no? Yeah. Uh, in, in, on this case, because uh, he he has a, a, a skateboard shop, so completely different uh, okay. thing. So you could have been Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> that, I remember at home it was a lot of videos of Tony Hawk, a lot of DVD and all all this stuff. But uh, for some reason, uh, I I liked the, the motorbike since I, I was so so young. And uh, I knew that uh, my my place was here. Uh, all my friends uh, with the skateboards, also myself with the skateboard. Yeah. I was enjoying a lot, but uh, but it was not my place. Mm -hmm. You good cool. with the skateboard? Uh, I was say, why yeah, did we see you around yeah. the paddock? If I say yes, but I I don't say yes because uh, you will make me some event <laughs> with, uh, with skateboard like, and you will see the reality. <laughs> and you will see the reality. So I say I say that I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So from loving riding the bike, then how did you start competing and racing? More than just like for fun, how did it kind of become? Uh, I started because my cousin rode the the, um, the World Championship 125 in, uh, I don't remember, it was uh, 2007 or 2008, I don't remember well. So uh, he was in, in the World Championship and, and he was uh, um, in, the, in the school of the father of, of uh, Jorge and in Mallorca, no? And one day I, I was there to, to see my cousin. Wow, I was like uh, saying, I want to try, I want to try. <laughs> and, uh, and 
and seriously, everything starts there. Because what we did uh, on the, with five years old and everything was just to, for, uh, to have fun, no? So there was, a, was different, was the, like, uh, okay, here starts something. So, and my father always said to me, if you want to do it, okay, have fun, but if you do it, do it great, do it well, uh, try to, to, to improve, try to learn, try to do, some, yeah. do, do everything. And I had nine years old, but uh, I was taking it so serious. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Was that your, that's your choice? It wasn't, because in English we would say, uh, we have a phrase like motocross dads. And oh. they're the dads side, they're like, ah, faster. But he was, it was more you who took it seriously. Yeah, yeah. My, my father, some, he, he was working and uh, normally he was not uh, having time to, to, to be all the afternoon there. So he, uh, he had a, 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 a small car there. We put the, the minibike inside and, 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 and smart. Yeah. And a smart car, so <laughs> the, the smart, the really small, yeah, 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 the, the real small say. one. So with the, with a pocket bike on the smart, and then wow. I have to go to the shop. So uh, to the father Jorge Chicho, I leave. It's okay, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so my right. father doesn't doesn't mm. care at all. Didn't care about about the um, the motorbikes and nothing. He was just uh, have a good uh, uh, have fun and that's it. No, so it was different. Like the dad is uh, yeah, motor the motocross dad, <laughs> exactly. That's cool. So. When did then the people around you start to realize, hey, this is seriously like he's pretty good? The first day at the at the school of, of Chicho, uh, I remember he was giving some mis some tips and everything, and I was able to put the knee down on the first day. Wow! With both sides, yeah. so it was impressive. I was. When I, I finished the, the training and I was coming at home, it was like, ah, I was touching the knees in both yeah. sides. So, <laughs> uh, really cool. No, in, in that moment, no, but uh, I remember that in, in a short time, I was able to be uh, with, the, with the guys that was uh, practicing this sport for, for, a lot, for two, three years, that, that guys, no? So in that moment, you see something. Yeah. When does ambition begin? when you're riding and you're getting better skills, you're dis displaying you're a very good rider, when is the ambition of, hmm, I could get to this level or this level, I want to be a motorcycle racer professionally, when does that start? Um, well, didn't it? Cause it might not have done. No, one thing that they have is I'm really realistic, no? And, uh, and once I said that I was able to be on the same level of those guys, I was thinking that I was best. I, I was the I was the best one there. Mm -hmm. So then uh, you start to do a Spanish championship. So if you if you are able to do to do it great, uh, then you go to another thing, no? So I remember that my dad, we, we didn't have the, the the money to to pay a team and to say okay we we pay a team on the Spanish championship and you have the opportunity. No, I had to, to build that uh, skills and that talent from zero, no? And if, was, if I was able to win in one championship, then the, the other championship see you and one team can say, okay, try here. Yeah. And if you win, you have the chance to go up to another yeah. category. So I didn't have the... Mm, that's why I was taking it too serious from too young. Yeah. Because uh, 
I didn't have the opportunity to to go to one team and pay. Mm-hmm. So I had to win in every in in every championship. So wow. that was that was quite um, difficult for a for a young uh, guy. I was say, that's quite some pressure a, to a know lot, that everything exactly, you have and to... a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And also now when uh, last year or, or this year you have pressure of the title I don't think that this is pressure that was pressure I remember you, know? you saying this as well about a couple of things last year where it's yeah. like it's kind of pressure but not really the biggest that you felt or that really exists yeah. for a lot of people in life that was pressure because uh, if I was not able to win with not the best bike um, the expectation were, were, were not the best one so if I was not able to win that year then nobody will contract you for the next year in in, in another yeah. in, a, in a different category no I, I was not able to stay two years yeah. on the same category right because of this you know yeah, I had go, to show yeah. did you did you still manage to enjoy it even though it was really serious was it fun no no it was not fun the ra- the, the racing was not fun because it, it was so intense yeah but uh, the progress the the the, the day that day by day going there going training going uh, try to improve uh, today i improve this today this is the progress yeah. i i love the progress i yeah. the process exactly so i enjoy the process but not the not the racing on that year i want to ask you to this point because we'll come back to this i want to keep it just on the fun aspect yeah, for now have you learned to have fun now you're at the top then once I enjoy once, more. once I was in the in the world championship, uh, I was able to enjoy more. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, taking us back then to the CEV, <laughs> um, you've got quite an interesting record in that final year that a few of you who then graduated to Motor Three, because you're basically like. 25 25 0 25 25 0 <laughs> yeah. kind of the opposite to how you are now when you're yeah. so consistent never really make those mistakes in races did you feel a little kind of not underrated but you were a bit under the radar and then when you appeared in moto 3 straight away it's like hello yeah <laughs> do you feel like maybe yeah uh also this is what uh, what we we said be- what I said before about the the process no uh, I had to learn faster than the others and uh, in 2015 I made a lot of mistakes on on the on the Spanish you championship You won a lot of races as I well. won a lot but uh, <laughs> I was the fastest in all the championship and I didn't get <laughs> I think I don't remember the position that I finished that year so I think, I, I think you were third or fourth no third or fourth so don't quote this me is yet. what I, I said, no? <laughs> and then on the on the um, on on the world championship was completely the opposite. No, I yeah. was able to to be strong, but also constant, and and I learned somehow this on on the on the CV. That, what you said earlier about um, the pressure of not having the fin- financial support behind you yeah. to stay in the championship if you didn't have the results is that why it was win or bin? As we like to say, win or crash. Is that the reason? That was the reason. Yeah, I had to show. Yeah, that that was the only thing. I remember so well a race in, in Le Mans, uh, starting in the last one and the, the day of the World Championship with the, the same day, the CV and all this stuff. So that was my opportunity to get yeah. a, co- <laughs> a contract on the on the Moto3 World Championship, no? And uh, and that race was huge. It was it was epic for me? 
that's cool. So a lot of pressure for those guys who are here with us in Mizano for the first time as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that to don't have the the the. Um, the, that pressure that I had for for to, because I, we were not able to pay a team, this makes me so strong now. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you think it's made you the rider you want? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because if not, you don't put that same intensity. Yeah, yeah. The motivation, everything. Yeah. So um, I want to. That, that was really interesting. How did in that situation that's so high pressure, so intense? How did you deal with losing? Because as an athlete, a competitive athlete, you will lose more than you will ever win in a race. You know, Even the, the amount of yeah, the <laughs> amount of second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place will always be more than how many times you are first. How did you deal with that when it was such high stakes? When if you didn't finish well, this could be career over in that time. Uh, is is difficult to to manage, and also for a, for a young guy, <laughs> yeah. because. Uh, I I couldn't in on that time say that I couldn't make the race worse than the others. I had to show something something more because uh, if not uh, there's a, another rider like you and they will uh, take the other rider, no? So uh, it's always difficult to 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 deal with with that. But that's why in, in on that time I I, I was 25 or zero because. The times that I was doing the zero points was because I was first and then I crashed. Yeah. <laughs> so it it, it truly you, you show something. Bin, huh? <laughs> you show something there. Yeah. yeah. This is really interesting because I I, list, I spoke to a few of the Red Bull rookies in Aragon, and uh, you know it's their last opportunity to show something for yeah. the next season, right? And if they came second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth, they were so sad, and their helper or their dad is there with them, is like, no, it's okay, you did well, but that it seems so difficult to get your head around it being okay sometimes to lose because yeah. it's inevitable and it just really fascinates me that they're so young dealing with that yeah is the the learning process yeah you you learn when these these things when when you are young no now uh, always a, a podium is is welcome but also is is difficult to deal with the bad results uh, you are here with uh, such a big manufacturer to try to win, no? Uh, and sometimes all the effort that everyone is is doing in in in, in a manufacturer, in a team, and finally to make a mistake, make a crash or something is not nice, no? That's yeah. why uh, this is racing, and this is all about uh, this. This is all about racing. I mean that um, uh, we cannot win always. We we get good results and that why that's why we we are happy when we make good results because we had some good defeats yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> no so moto 2 then moving on a little bit good season for you but i'm sure you would probably agree as well the biggest headline of that year was moving so quickly to motor gp mm. and it's really interesting then with what you said about never having been a pay rider or had that chance with Suzuki as well, it's not like some of the other manufacturer programs where you get a kid from CEV and then all through the categories. What made you decide to take that jump when you did with Suzuki and start that new chapter? Well, after the the, the good season that we had in Moto3... I love uh, Good is quite an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> it was fine. After one, <laughs> the, the title... 
um, I was able to go in Moto2 and in the in the third race or the, to be able to make a podium or the fourth, I don't remember now. And uh, and to show good potential, no? And always it's difficult to go from Moto3 to Moto2 and then straight away make yeah. good results, no? So on on that time, the, the, the contracts, uh, all, all, the, all the factories finished that contract on that year. So it means that then I had to wait three years more yeah. Uh, in in Moto2 to or two years more to to wait for for an opportunity like that no so we said okay we we move we probably uh, did I I said that I I prefer to stay in Moto2 a lot of times but the circumstances were were like the, like that and eh, no and we we took a good a good chance a good opportunity and yeah in 2020 I was able to get the title in MotoGP. So uh, means that 2020 would be a, like a rookie year for me. So yeah. it's like you yeah. fast forwarded a little bit yeah. doing that in the end. Yeah. Yeah, we took that decision and and I said, okay, with this we have to deal, and I will try to give the hundred percent. And we took the right decision. It you will, yeah, yeah definitely. Exactly. It definitely must feel quite special for you as well, given that you have made all those decisions, had to show your potential again and again and again to get there, to get that offer from Suzuki, like you we want you to be in motor gp with us does that kind of feel like it's everything you've been working towards showing that potential year on year and then finally you've, you've made it there yes somehow yeah uh, we we had also many offers from from motor gp i was surprised no uh, <laughs> you just sat there like i, I was all not, the offers <laughs> no no but i was not <laughs> able to show my my real potential in in motor 2 and uh, straight away i had good good offers no uh, it was so nice, yeah. One of the of the best moments of my career, probably yeah. that once, yeah. And uh, and then uh, to take the, the the opportunity to to go to Suzuki, uh, yeah, it was so nice. Got to ask you, um, becoming MotoGP World Champion last year, because you've basically risen through the ranks so quickly, you've become you've gone from a kind of low profile to the top. <laughs> in like a few years I think when you won the Merge GP World Championship last year you had maybe about 50,000 Instagram followers and now you have nearly half a million <laughs> yeah how's that transition been how are you coping with that from being kind of in the shadow to BAM spotlight uh, yeah well it's I, I'm the same guy I'm the yeah. same guy and uh I am not the most mediatic guy on the on the paddock. Uh, I I'm always really private. Uh, I like to 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 keep the low profile always, even if it's not so so easy. But <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, no no not for not for you. But uh, it's always if the if the results are, are good, always you 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 get note and and everything, no? Yeah. And uh, for me, it's fine. It's not that I am not Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, and I'm able to to. To go for for the street without any problem. So at the moment is not is not a problem, and I'm dealing well with with that. And uh, I know that it, this is will get worse uh, year by year, and if the results are are okay, no. So <laughs> I'm not worried. <laughs> so do you feel like MotoGP world champion now? When did it sink in? I imagine not immediately. Did it take a few weeks or days or hours? When did it really kind of hit you? Yeah, once I I put the 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 trophy the, the trophy on my on my bedroom, 
Really? Yeah, is that where it is now? It stays yeah, there. It's there. It's there. It's there. I woke up in the morning and the first thing that I see is that You're is this. Like, nice. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is that intentional to, to remind you of the reason why you get out of bed in the morning or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we can see yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, cool. it's nice to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. something I want to ask on that note as well as in the recognition side. I saw we at the British Grand Prix. Our commentary boxes were on the outside of Woodcut, in where the fans were. So we'd walk past a lot of fans, and I saw quite a few young kids, young boys with Juan Mir caps on or Juan Mir hoodies and things like. What is it? Do you recognise that that you are like an idol to these five, six, seven, eight-year-olds? young kids boys and girls what does that feel like to you yeah he's he's a uh, he's super nice no i'm i'm like an inspiration for them and uh and also to to have people that um uh that admire you is always uh, really really nice it's something means that we we did something great yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and and yeah, I I try always to to give a a, a good image and a, a natural image from to, to the people. Try to don't be uh, like uh, a pop star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And try to be always quite normal. This is where there's a word missing in English for postureo. Exactly. Like postureo. none of that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, like posing, maybe. Yeah. Posing, yeah. 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 It's like trying to be be yourself and yeah. be positive. No, no, not postureo. <laughs> uh, no, but it's like because it, that's I, I always wonder about what's the first time you've noticed someone wearing your merch you're their hero and that must be like wow that's that's kind of you why do you like me <laughs> sort of, why, why me yeah well uh, i think that uh uh well uh, now we are in this position so for Hopefully a lot of years many more awesome, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so final quick question and then we have a quick fire a little bit at the end for you why didn't you go with the number one in the end on the bike? One day I I will go with the number one. one yeah. Day. Okay, one good. Because okay. I was a bit angry at you for this. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I really wanted to see the number one. You know? Yeah, I think uh, to, to our bike a number one is yeah. quite quite great. I like, no? Also, I love the confidence of one day we will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, one day. Are you superstitious? Uh, every. Uh, uh, a little bit not yeah. so much but a little bit okay. every time probably more <laughs> yeah okay all your bike races are the same you're all the same cool right okay so it, we'll we? move on to then quick fire five quick questions for you matt okay. do you want to start with so the... this first one is ours and then okay. the rest are all from fans so okay. the first one is three people dead or alive you would have at dinner at your house one night who would they be they could be celebrities family whoever wow what the mix yeah You've had some interesting answers to this so far this year. Okay. Uh, Kevin Swans, one. Cool. Cool. Straight in there. Sorry. I think he's been invited a few times. Yeah. 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 Popular choice. Okay. <laughs> With Valentino also. Okay. okay. And mm. now we move. Uh, then... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one, one more... Uh, can make a mix. Rafa Nadal, let's say. Knew it. Yeah. Knew you'd good, say Rafa good. Nadal. <laughs> yeah, 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 I knew it. Mallorca forever. Yeah, cool. yeah, forever. So yeah, look after your own. It's Sweet. a good, a good chat, eh? Cool. Cool. We will uh, buy good meat to make a good barbecue. <laughs> Sounds like. And a very Valentina good will bring party. a pizza or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. cool. So the next one is from Cecilia Papi Chat Sanchez on Twitter. I think it was. It's from a couple of months ago. So Cecilia, I hope you're still with us okay. and listening. Is there anything you collect? Uh, I like to collect the, the my training bikes. I oh think yeah, okay, cool. So you just don't get rid of them. They. Well, I, I every time I have more, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of the bikes. garage. Is okay, just like what, what does Alejandro <laughs> think of this? Uh, hopefully, I ha- I have a workshop, so okay, it's, it's that's not fine. at home. It's separate. Perfect. <laughs> that's cool. Good. Okay. Hey, Mike uh, Falcone asks, uh, who helped you get where you are today that we don't know about? So we know your dad helped you, Chicho Lorenzo, but who who is also responsible? Uh, apart, apart, uh, my mom and all this stuff. Uh, my godfather. Cool. Yes. Okay. Uh, just, I remember at the beginning of the. Of the yeah, episode. you just mentioned him already. Nice. So, Chick McFly, which day in your life would you like to relive? So, not to change anything necessarily, to enjoy it again and take it in. Um, my first victory in Moto Three. Oh, okay, that's okay, a good choice. Cool. All right. Okay, final one. Team Japan GP, what's your personal or professional motto? Do you have one? Like a phrase that you live by that you think about? A, a, a motto, like... like uh... A motto is... Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's como una frase que tu puedes repetir cada día. In your own head. Something you'd have tattooed on you. Like this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Like believe in yourself and all this stuff. Something like that, yeah. Is there anything you think about? I don't, I don't think no? about. No. You're not the type of guy in the gym or in your office. You have like s- some quote on the wall or anything. Uh, no? I I had I had yeah? one uh, of Mohammed Ali that was. Uh, imagine I, I had it in Mallorca. And now I don't remember. So. <laughs> it worked really well then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, there was one I read the other day from Muhammad Ali. It was pretty good. It was like I think you can beat me and then. Uh, like you wake yeah, up or something or, like that or, or, yeah typical of, of, of always nice. yeah that's really cool awesome so Duran Mir thank, thank you, you so much. much thank yeah. you so much for your time thank you always a pleasure it's, uh, I can imagine how many interviews you've had so yeah. <laughs> not so appreciate it not so. and thank enjoy you. your 100th Grand Prix yeah. well. thank you See I will do it good luck thank you so, going to say, as we always do, hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. The world champion, I mean, what a down-to-earth guy. You wouldn't know he's the world champion, would you? No, and in the best way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, always. I mean, I don't think there's anyone here that makes our lives difficult. Everyone's a pleasure to work with. So many in different ways. Uh, but, yeah, it was a really nice chat, I think. A little bit behind that curtain, like Dran said, he is a bit more private yeah, than absolutely. some of the guys on the grid. You know, we... And if you want more on that as well, recommend our own good podcast with Danny Pedrosa. That was quite an interesting chat about privacy as well back in the day. Yeah, pretty sweet. Um, I think, though, before we do get going, we've been quite lack, haven't we? Lacking in uh, getting some of the feedback on the show. Uh, You might have noticed from the quickfire questions, one was missing. So we do want to just put in Matt Polanski. We have been reading the hashtag MergerGP podcast hashtag. We Thank have you for your feedback. What did he say? He said that if he could work for any team manager, for him it would have to be Pit Byra. Yeah. Um, like we said, that listening to the podcast that we did with him felt like he could kind of take on the world. That obviously came over well yeah. for uh, 
for him as well as it did for us. So yeah, yeah. interesting stuff. There's a couple on there that was interesting. Someone was saying Yamaha and Mother, they'd want to shadow Lynn Jarvis as well. I'm sorry if I mean, that was you, I've forgotten who, your who name. Who doesn't want to shadow Lynn Jarvis? Of Fair course, enough. everybody. So. But yeah, also thank you everyone for all the hellos from Brazil. We appreciated those <laughs> as well. So many comments on the Eric Granado episode. Are we influencers um, in Brazil now? I think we are, yeah. Sweet, no. okay. Remember that time that we were the number one sports podcast in India very briefly? Yeah, behind the scenes aspects of the podcast, we genuinely were. Thanks, Lynn Jarvis. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. reminder of the question of the week. We want to know which riders do you think are in this new generation of so-called aliens, the aliens used to be in the early in the mid to late noughties you know Rossi Lorenzo Stoner Pedroza etc who would you categorize in this new wave of the super talents in MotoGP so let us know hashtag MotoGP podcast and in the comments down below yeah. YouTube version of this show of course and yeah let us know anything else as well any quick fire suggestions the door is always open to more of these like you saw today we included a new fresh one um, sorry, Matt Polanski, the time was right to just tick it over there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for all your comments, everything. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching if you are. And uh, we'll see you again next time. No idea who the guest is, so bye. <laughs> yeah.